Well Clarity Podcast. I'm going to say I'm really excited to have you on this interview with me and I honestly feel like a kid in a sweet shop. I have so much to discuss with you and for those who are obviously we've just started the recording, Alex and I have been chatting for the last 45 minutes and we've had to stop ourselves a couple of times and say nope, nope, press record first. Um, So I'm going to ask you a lot but for now I'm going to take a breath because those of you can probably hear I have got a cold so I'm going to breathe. Alex, welcome. Hi, thank you. I'm genuinely, when you said you were starting a podcast, I was so excited. And I was like, is it weird to message her and be like, you have to have me. I want to be there because I love our chat so much. I was like, why not? Why not have it recorded and everyone else can enjoy it too? Well, I I love what you just said to me. So Alex and I were just talking about the music for the podcast because I'm still trying to figure it out. And uh, I was trying to explain to say to Alex the vibe that I want, that I want it to be relaxed, a warm blanket that you can actually sit and listen to people chat about different topics. And Alex said, it's that feeling of when you climb a mountain, you you come down off the mountain and you're sitting in a coffee shop with a hot chocolate having a chat. And I was like, that is exactly why you and I are friends. <laughs> because that is what I was going for. <laughs> exactly. You know, there's something about being outside. I always get these amazing ideas. And then I need to get them out and I need to talk about them and just yeah. talk through them. And I mean, there's nothing better than a warm cafe when you've been on a cold hike. Or while swimming. And I'm sure we'll come oh, on to that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a massive welcome. Tell us a little bit about your journey. So we obviously we talk about wild clarity moments and I know you've had quite a number um, and I have got a list of things I want to cover with you, but I'm going to let you start because, you know, you are the guest. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, So my business journey, I think, as with a lot of people, actually started in 2020. Mm -hmm. So prior to COVID, um, I was working with a fast growth recruitment agency. Um, I'd started with them when they were seven people. I was the first person that wasn't a sales consultant. And I had a baptism of fire in business, um, Mm. doing every job possible and imaginable as we grew the company and we grew it to about 100. And we did that over three years. And so, in fact, on the day that lockdown was first announced by Boris, I was in the middle of unpacking boxes in our brand new office that was 7,000 square foot that I had just spent six months building and designing and Mm. fitting out Um, And we announced lockdown. And that was the last time I was in that office. So I've never I've never been back. Um, That was in central London in Vauxhall. So I I left it, left all the boxes where the removals company could pick them up Mm -hmm. um, and said, oh, well, I'll see you. See you in a few weeks when lockdown finishes. Um, And I actually ended up being picked up by my then boyfriend, now husband, but at the time just boyfriend, um, and I moved in with him for lockdown because we thought it was just going to be a couple of weeks. And we thought, well, rather than being in a tiny one bed flat in London, mm. I'll go and stay with you in Yorkshire. So went up there. He's in the military. So I actually lived in the mess with him in his one room. Um, <laughs> one bed flat in London to the one bed mess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in hindsight, it was an interesting move, but it was incredible. And, you know, we were able to get out and go for hikes. We were able to spend a lot more time together Mm -hmm. Um, and what was incredible for me we'd been together five years at that point but we'd never lived together we'd been long distance the entire time um, doing the standard military weekend relationship and so it was the first time that we got to do things like watch daytime tv together or like spend our evenings cooking and 
the small things in life very quickly became the biggest and most important things to me. And speaking of wild priority moments, one of the things that I did was my husband at the time was training for a, uh, for an Ironman. Mm-hmm. And so he was swimming in an outdoor lake and he bought me a wetsuit and said, just come along and try it. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to love it. If you don't love it, we'll sell the wetsuit. You don't have to do it ever again, but just, just come along and try it. And I did. And I fell in love with it. And it was actually in a lake in Yorkshire, swimming around, looking at the swans, looking at the trees, mm. looking at everything around me, that I just had this moment of, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to London. I'm not going back there. I can't do it. And that's when I quit my job. Mm-hmm. Quit. Um, I didn't really have much of a plan. I knew I was going to start a business. I knew that it was possible. I had some support around me, um, but I didn't have a business in place when I quit my job. Um, and it was from that kind of wild charity moment of, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not going back to the rat race to keep kind of sitting on that hamster wheel of doom where you're just constantly working. Do you think it's the fact he gave you a wetsuit? Would it have been a different decision without a wetsuit, I wonder? <laughs> Clever man. <laughs> Buy her a wetsuit, she won't feel the cold. Yeah. And, and do you know what? That's the thing. I, I, I saw one of your posts over Christmas. And I saw that it was something like three degrees air temp and four degrees in the water. And yeah. uh, my question was going to be, please, you know, was there a wetsuit involved? And for everyone listening, no, there wasn't, because Alex has just <laughs> shown me a photo of just a swimming costume. Um, I want to say craziness, but I I kind of get it because I was re- I've been reading a little bit about this and I wanted to know the science behind it. Mm-hmm. And obviously with businesses, uh, as you and I know, there can be a lot of stress, could be a lot of ups and downs. And I read something, and you'll probably know a lot more about this, about actually that cold water hitting you mimics stress. It yeah. mimics your body's reaction to it. And so it's understanding how you um, get to grips with it or how you manage to breathe through it. Did you, yeah. did you, have you looked into that sort of side of it as well? Yeah. So I actually, part of the reason I started was prior to lockdowns, I'd been because I'd been working so hard for so long and I was constantly chasing the next promotion. I was, you know, on my way up. I was one of the senior managers within the business. Mm. I was firmly within burnout. I just hadn't realized it. So when I stopped, all of the anxiety that I thought was a reaction to the environment that I was in, I realized was actually just me being very anxious as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd looked into wild swimming as, as a way to overcome that. And it it really, really does. So as you say, when you go into the cold water, your body mimics that feeling when you're getting a panic attack. So you get that pressure build up inside you. You start to breathe really shallowly. Mm -hmm. You tense up massively um, and you start to get that sort of panic feeling. And when you're in the water, you can ground yourself and say, no, this it's just cold. I'm okay." You can force yourself to take deep breaths. Mm -hmm. The motion of swimming can actually create that, you know, especially if you're a a strong swimmer. I swam swam since I was four for clubs from four till 17. So my body went into muscle memory mode where I would just swim and my breath was then linked to the strokes that I was taking. And so your body learns physiologically to calm down. And it means that then when you're not in cold water, but your body starts to get that stress feeling and the shallow breathing out of the cold water, there's muscle memory and how to calm itself down without having to kind of really think about it. That's amazing. Yeah. 
And your your breath is so intrinsically linked. Breathwork is incredible and more people should sort of look at it because when you really boil it down to it, it's the one essential element of life. Yeah. I can't live without breathing. Yeah, so many of us breathe too shallowly. We don't breathe fully within our body. We don't take deep breaths. We do just enough to survive. And when you're doing just enough to just survive and stay alive, you're not thriving. And actually by taking the deep breaths, by really focusing on your breath, by doing, whether it's, doesn't have to be crazy people jumping into freezing cold water. It can be, you know, Pilates, yoga, anything like that, running, going out, walking, just creating that, that moment where your body breathes more deeply will really help to kind of calm that anxiety. It did for me. And I, I did start in a wetsuit. I started in a full wetsuit. Um, I have gloves and socks. We've got neoprene hats. Um, <laughs> I, love, I was actually, wondering if it was a hat as well. <laughs> yeah. So last year, 2021, my last swim of 2021 was on the 4th of December. And I was in a full uh, three millimeter wetsuit. I had gloves on, I had um, socks on. And I spent about five minutes in the water and I came out. And I remember it really clearly because... It was 4.75 degrees. It was written on a whiteboard. Yeah. And I came out and we got to our car and my hands were so frozen, they turned into claws and I couldn't peel my gloves off because I couldn't move my fingers. And there was this lovely woman. She must have been in her 60s, maybe even slightly older, stood next to her car in a swimming costume with a woolly hat on. And she went, oh, lovely. Is it your first time doing it in the winter? (laughs) Not a problem. Come here. And she undressed me. So in the car park, oh. she's there taking my gloves off, helping me take my socks off and doing my wetsuit, getting my arms out. It snowed at this point. I was like, you're stood in a snowy car park in your swimming costume, just a swimming costume. And I can't get warm in all of this new breed. <laughs> so this year, when we moved up to Scotland, um, we've got a, it's about five minutes away is our local swim spot. And there's a group that go and they all swim skins pretty much. There's a few, there's a handful of people that swim in wetsuits, but in general, they're all in skins. And when so, you're saying skins, is that just swimming costume? Swimming costume, yeah. Not, yeah, not okay. Me. We're not, we're not. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> checking, you know. Um, but I, so I, I said to myself, I was going to try and go as far into the season as I possibly could because I want to do it all year round. Mm-hmm. And originally I thought to myself, well, I'll transition and eventually I'll end up in a, in a wetsuit and it'll be fine. Um, and I bought myself a midpoint. So I bought myself what they call a shorty wetsuit. So it's got arms, but yeah. it's not got legs. Okay. Um, and I swam in that for a while and I realized, I think it, it got to boxing down. I just thought, I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to give it a go. What's the worst that can happen? I'm used to my legs being cold. This is yeah. just my core and my arms. Like it's a lot. Because obviously your core is where most of your heat is stored anyway. Um, but I thought I'll just I'll just try it. And the worst comes to the worst. There's a hot water blo- bottle on the bank with my clothes wrapped around it, so I'll warm up pretty quickly. And actually, it was fine. It was all right. Yeah, I loved it. I'm probably not going to go back to the wetsuit. I'm probably going to stick with the swimming costume. Yeah. I I am going to do some wild swimming. Um, I'm going to start somewhere a little bit warmer when I go on holiday. Mm-hmm. And then, then I might, <laughs> might try coming back to the UK and giving it a go. Um, yeah. I mean, I highly recommend starting in the summer when you can get used, because there's quite a lot to wild swimming that people find anxious because it's not just the cold water. There's that whole, I have no clue what's underneath me. I don't know how deep yes, it is. That's the bit for me. Edge. 
if you put your head under a lot of the time because there's silt because it's a lake you can't see very far and then sometimes you can't see very much and then suddenly a fish swims at you and you can see all too much all too clearly um and if you're anything like me you then have a little (gasps) moment where you panic so there's all sorts of kind of elements to it so I would start without the cold shock I mean obviously you start in the middle of the winter you know that you're going to be able to do winters forever because it can only get warmer it can only get better or Um, I'll go in once and go no way I started in winter what was I thinking summer middle of the height I want one of those really hot summers again and then I might dip my toe in a paddling pool yeah Um, I mean in a really hot summer there is honestly nothing better it is mm. so incredible to just get into really cool water that is just it it feels different it feels different to a swimming pool I can't explain it but it's like silky the water just feels incredible strange leaving a podcast halfway through a conversation like that but for those of you that listen to the intro hop on to episode two where we'll carry on the conversation 